think the answer to curing inflation is a balanced budget. Now, how do you do that? I mean, it's not, how do you balance the budget? Well, balancing the budget is like protecting your virtue. You have to learn to say no. <laughs> That's shocking. We'll do it live! Yeah, 220, 221, whatever it takes. Oh, that is cool! This is where the fun begins. This is the Brian Suits Show. AM, KTTH. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Brian Suits uh, here in the actual flesh. But we're, we're here, just like all the network TV. We have a folksy, old-timey log cabin set that we're on. Have you, not, have you seen that on uh, Fox and MSNBC? If Whoever they exiled up to New Hampshire to watch uh, this walkover. They have them, like, they're wearing sweaters, little cardigans and, and stuff. It, it looks uh, homey uh, because it's uh, it's not like Iowa or something, but uh, anyway. Uh, but I apparently, if you look at the uh, outrage industrial complex, uh, so here's the word. We're, here's what we're supposed to be outraged about, Producer Greg, because you were, you were a fan of the movie. Um, we're supposed to be outraged because Margot Robbie, who portrayed a plastic doll and Greta Gerwig who directed the movie about sexism and uh, and all that were not nominated. First of all, I I'm fresh out of EFs and Gs about who's nominated to win an Oscar. Is Barbie a communist? And and all that. But that's what the teeth gnashing class are are on about today. Um, and most of them go like this. Ryan Gosling, while deserving, got an Oscar nomination for Barbie, while Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie didn't, completely proving the point of the movie in 20 flipping 24. You cannot make this up. The so, movie was somewhat amusing. I wouldn't have considered it Oscar-worthy upon first viewing. And there, there is breaking news. I did complete Killers of the Flower Moon. All right. Agree or disagree? I started on Friday. Okay. Put a little more work in on Saturday, and then couldn't wait to finish it uh, on Sunday. I mean, far, it was really good. Far superior to Oppenheimer, or no? Mm, not far it, superior. I liked it way more. That's just because you don't understand fishing, bro. Come on, you the just little, don't understand uh, how it worked. The little cameo by Scorsese at the end. Uh, I just, I, was, I gotta say that kind of the device oh, that they ended the movie. I don't want to spoil anything. Brilliant but filmmaking. It's a radio play. Um, it was really good. Uh, and, and like I said, the the book the book is is really good, but it's a tome, it's a dive, like Masters of the Air. Uh, I would say if you're just picking that book up now before the Apple series starts, you're way behind the eight ball on that one. But uh, no, Killers of the Flower Moon is worth watching in one sitting. De Niro nominated for Best Actor, Scorsese nominated for Best Director, nominated for Best Picture. I have a feeling, though, that Oppenheimer is probably going to bring home more golden statues when all is said and done. Because it was a better movie. Um, and uh, uh, some of the movies, like Zone of Interest, are great, but they'll make zero money. No one will go see them because it, if you don't know the context, the backstory on that, it, it there's not really a lot of... Uh, you know, attraction on uh, the the people who day by day, the bureaucrats that run Auschwitz uh, have had <laughs> garden and have troubles at home. Are you telling me that doesn't sound like a fun date night to go watch all that drama unfold on and, the Silver Screen? I, I mean, I you know, I think it's I thought it was a great movie. Uh, I heard it's amazing. Uh, it it really is amazing. But man, if you don't have that backstory, if you don't yeah. know what they're 
having their normal lives about uh, around uh, why there's ash falling on mom's garden, <laughs> things like that. It's just like a boring domestic uh, troubles. See, a uh, a film. lot of people don't want to be depressed at the conclusion of a movie. I, for one, embrace it, and I love feeling down and in the dumps. I remember one time I showed some family members The Bicycle Thief, which is like a 1940s new wave Italian movie, and it ends on a major downer. Oh, I know. My whole family looked at me and is like, <clears throat> what is wrong with you? Why That's did right. you just force us to watch that? The boy witnesses his own father yeah. stealing a bicycle. Become the thief himself. And yeah. a generation of filmmakers are launched with, with, that, uh, yeah. with that ending of America. American filmmakers. But that's not everybody's cup of tea, and I get that. Um, well, meanwhile, in New Hampshire, will somebody get that? What a bunch of malarkey. You know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. Biden is robocalling me. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. Wait, he's telling me to not go out and vote for Vermin Supreme on the Democratic uh, ballot? That is a ro- that's an AI-generated uh, robocall. And that belongs in a museum. And that's the thing. If they can do Biden, then they can they can do Trump. And but but this this is scary as hell. It, it's called world. it's called generative AI because it, it generates. Ding like, ding 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 ding. That, however, is real. <laughs> That's not AI. <laughs> that is not AI. And uh, so they're trying to chase that down. Not that Democrats voting today is a big deal. Um, there's that. It, it is funny watching networks try to convince us that this really matters to the rest of us. I mean, it's. It's all over, but for the the shouting, or in this case, the spending, uh, Nikki Haley is claiming, even though she's way behind in her own state, that she's yet to place ad ad buys, um, and that she has like uh, seventy five million bucks in South Carolina, which will get you a long way in local TV and radio, get you further here, but it doesn't matter here. It matters as it's as relevant here as it is uh, there. But, I mean, if someone wants to make her comfortable and tell her what's going on, then uh, we, we, we can see. Um, and the, the, the gloves are back on with uh, Ron DeSanctimonious. Officially, Trump retired that nickname, I guess. Uh, you just said, will I be using the name Ron DeSanctimonious? I said, that name is officially retired. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild, and uh, there you go. So, I mean, I never thought of it didn't quite work as well as, you know, the, the simple size mock of little Marco, little Marco Rubio. That will, there will never be one uh, that simple. And then his, he, he, he did a trial. I mean, Trump did a trial nicknaming of Nikki Haley as bird brain. But I, I yes. think because he hired her to be in his administration, it's, it's sort of his kind of an own goal. So he dropped that. Besides it being for eight-year-olds uh, and and all that. Meanwhile, Nikki Haley is uh, um, uh, attacking Trump's verbal gaffes that he's been making a little more and more and more. Trump is at a rally. And he's going on and on mentioning me multiple times as to why I didn't take security during the Capitol riots. Why I didn't handle January 6th better. I wasn't even in D.C. on January 6th. I wasn't in office then. 
They're saying he got confused. And, and even then, she can go harder on that. I mean, Trump was confusing her for Nancy Pelosi. And not once, not twice, but three he, different times in the same He did it sentence. by repetition, yeah. Um, so, uh, by the way, they never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, you know, they do you know? And the crowd has to be sitting there looking back at him like, wait, I recall that. Deleted and destroyed all of it. All of it. Because of lots of things, like Nikki Haley. And, but, and so anyway, when when she's doing a postmortem on her campaign, they might look at that. So, same with uh, uh, DeSantis. Yeah, right. The, until you're running against Biden, don't run against Biden. So uh, the administration, though, wants uh, to separate uh, the the uh, the wheat from the chaff on this one, and they're seeing today as uh, the day to uh, do it. Uh, Biden's team believe that Trump uh, becoming the presumptive Republican nominee for president would give a much needed jolt of energy to voters and grassroots. They're counting on you, on on Democrats being uh, so mortally terrified of Trump that, that if today they go, oh no, he is going to be the uh, the nominee. Suddenly, he's going to inject energy into that campaign and the whole thing. And I, I, I think that this Democrat, Dean Phillips, that's actually on the ballot in New Hampshire, is onto something. And that is, he's the one guy who tore the Band-Aid off and is just saying it out loud. He's too old. The guy's too old. You, you know, an, a man, an 81-year-old man is not going to energize people to rush out and vote for him in November. And not even cracking their checkbooks right now. And they know that. And everyone, the closer you are to Biden, the more you know that. And the more you're terrified about what's going to happen. So it's just um, <clears throat> it's just happening. It, it's slow motion. But uh, that's because we know it all. I want it all. And I want it now. You know it all. First thing. First thing, and if you're thinking, uh, well, someone's got to run a third-party campaign, that's what James Carville uh, had said, it'll probably get a lot of votes, not RFK, and not that uh, no-labels uh, scam, but could Nikki Haley get on a third-party ballot? She says, resoundingly, no. No, I don't get out if I lose today. I mean, first of all, again, I'm going to say this. We've had 56,000 people vote for Donald Trump, and you're going to say that's what the country wants. That's not what the country wants. We're going to have New Hampshire vote today. They deserve to have the power of their voice said. I've won South Carolina twice. Do they support Trump? Of course they do. I voted for Trump twice. I think he was the right president at the right time. I don't think he's the right president going forward. There's a difference between support and where you want our country to go. I'm going to fight just as hard in South Carolina as I did before. Well, so anyway, this groundswell Democrat movement of sending people out to write her in or, or to vote for her uh, is is a bit of a an own goal as well, uh, because there's a bigger movement amongst Democrats. And this should tell you something if you're a Democrat. More people are going to go out of their way on a snowy day in New Hampshire to write in ceasefire than uh, to uh, vote for Nikki Haley. So there's your central planning and, uh, uh, and, and, and all that. Uh, thing two. Second thing. Buffalo even missed that kick in South Korea. Oh! 
There you go, play-by-play and color by the two remaining members of BTS that are not in the Korean Army. Thing three. Third thing. Uh, Third thing uh, is the Israelis had the deadliest day so far in their war in uh, Gaza uh, earlier today. Uh, 21 Israeli soldiers killed in a uh, single incident. Uh, Soldiers were rigging buildings with mines when when an an RPG uh, rocket-propelled grenade hit a nearby tank. And it sympathetically detonated the uh, the explosives that they were wiring the building with, and it's it's a weird combination of things, but it's stunning and shocking in Israel where they just don't have 21 guys to uh, to lose, but just through a uh, a series of coincidences, they were wiring a building that was a prior Hamas uh, firing point, and they were going to drop it, so it was just rubble and no longer an elevated position, and there was a tank adjacent to them. And the Israeli Israeli tanks have a explosive defensive system that interrupts and prevents an RPG from hitting and having an effect. Well, that when that explosion goes off, that controlled explosion, that's what uh, set off the uh, the demo. But anyway, a uh, uh, bad day for that EF uh, and more on that. One, one of the really interesting cross section of Israel uh, that they were profiling about who who died. It included a a sect of Israelis, of Jews I'd never heard of. There was uh, an an effort, uh, there were Israelis moved to Peru, or rather Jewish people moved to Peru 100 years ago, before the creation of Israel, and they they converted thousands of Peruvian uh, indigenous people. And so there is a, then they began to um, move, to emigrate back to Israel in the 90s. So there's this entire cohort of Peruvian Israelis, and they serve in the army. And I'd never heard of such a thing. But uh, so uh, anyway, uh, thing three. Let's go with four. Four, then. Fourth thing. Take that, Houthis. Uh, the U.S. Navy and the Royal Air Force uh, striking targets uh, again today. Interesting that the president... Um, did comment doing during a helicopter walk that uh, there's no deterrent effect right now because the, the Houthis are just too good at moving stuff around. So they know because after after eight years of practice of the Americans giving the Saudis targeting information, after eight years of practice of like looking up and seeing a drone and then moving the stuff that the drone is orbiting around, uh, they're pretty good at not blowing up, not getting blown up. Um, and so we're spending a lot of money moving dirt in Yemen. That's effectively it. But uh, nevertheless, if one side thinks they're at war, then you can't talk them out of it. And Iran thinks they're at war, and so do the Houthis and the whole thing. The walk-off home run for the Iranians, and, and they are rushing all of their man-portable, shoulder-fired, surface-to-air missiles uh, to Yemen because their walk-off home run is to get a— $70 million F-18F get wreckage in Yemen, per- paraded around, maybe even get POW pilots. That, that is, uh, to them, that, that is how they win the war, is, is threatening the lives of two POW American pilots. And then 72 hours later, they're in Tehran. Uh, so anyway, that, the, the administration, that is their nightmare. And it's their nightmare because that is the... The Iranian goal line on this is shoot down an F-18, 
uh, it'll be on the American news, make Americans say, why are we bombing Yemen? How'd they shoot that down? Um, and uh, the whole thing. But uh, I'm just telling you, um, if that happens, don't be surprised. It's what they're trying to do. Uh, thing five. Fifth thing. Fifth thing. Judge Judy chimes in on Biden's encompass uh, in, in mentis. And she, she's an old lady. Do you know that? You know how much she makes per year? From just the she, reruns. Oh, for just from reruns, probably in the millions. Like 50 million. It's insane, yeah. And, and, and like, what do you do? I mean, granted, I saw a judge in action yesterday. Didn't look too hard. You sit down, you talk in the mic. Joe Biden is now older. I'm not getting going to get into with you what everybody talks about with regard to his cognitive ability, but I know he's my age. I run a big, and I said in my art, I run a big business. I'm the matriarch of a family of 20 plus. I make decisions that affect hundreds of people every day. I need a nap in the afternoon. So does Joe. Hey, 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 hey. Biden, probably too. Do not. Do not run down the nap. It's a tried and true institution. Uh, you know what's funny about Judge Judy is that if you're a old Democrat in the villages or whatever, and you see that, she she is going to influence more people with her saying, look, I need a nap. Well, nappy poo, a presidential nappy poo is problematic. Yeah, I would pass out like a baby on Air Force One. I mean, please. Oh, in that king-size bed in yeah. the back of the plane? Yeah, that's right. Keep those grapefruit white claws coming. Um, and keep me apprised of this uh, Houthi crap. And But, um, no, I mean, she's an influencer. She's an influencer before we you knew the term. Uh, so the, And she's saying it out loud. He's really old. And so now what the Biden administration is doing back is saying, yeah, well, they're finally saying, yeah, well, Trump's really old, too. But uh, it's it, it's a different kind of old. Uh, and I think that you can see with your own eyes. And, and I, I think the reelect uh, Biden committee is terrified of Trump and Biden on the same stage on the same day. Look at them 500 miles away from each other. I'm, I'm not so sure that either of them would be up for a debate with each other if they end up being the nominees ultimately. Do you think they I face think off on a stage Trump against each other? couldn't wait to, ding, 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 ding. to get up there. But Biden has enjoyed that basement. I mean, I, I don't know if he And he did last time. That, that, right. that, that's the thing. Um, all right. Uh, well, so that is uh, Know It All. So you can know everything absolutely uh, everywhere. But, uh, boy, I got to say, a real day of mayhem. Uh, yesterday around the PNW from a 14-year-old car thief uh, getting confronted by the car's owner here in Seattle. And, and that chap is um, in, in custody to a Kia boy uh, pleading not guilty and being held on 100,000 bail. Um, also a, a minor. And I, I detailed my unsuitability to be a juror. If you're wondering, well, how's that guy back so, in, so soon? Well, as I've said over and over, I have no business on, on your jury or anyone's jury. And uh, they agreed. So here here I am. That's the short version. All right. Back in a second. And uh, well, the latest out of New Hampshire or the latest from the Oscars? Which one do you care less about? I'm going to say the Oscars. Uh, all right. So we'll we'll answer that right after the same 770 KTH. You're just saying words.
730 KTTH, Brian Suits here. And what was that uh, peppy music? It's on for 80s. Scarface when they're counting all their money from all that cocaine. Um, from the from the yayo. It's the greatest. I bet you. Uh, yeah, I bet you. What debuted on this date in 1983? Empire Strikes Back. What What's the most 80s show? Well, I don't know. There's a bunch of good nominees, but I got to say this one comes out as one of the most 80 80s shows of all time. Miami Vice. No, but you're going to... The second I play the theme, you're all going to get it. Okay. In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. You're the part. It's like the most implausible premise for the you got to pay off the melody though it's for the, the most show. iconic I, tv I show I can honestly tell you i'm from the 80s and i never saw a full episode it was so hokey what well okay so to support your point i was just a child in the 80s the wacky uh, aviator that flew I them loved everywhere it. i who watched was it all the time maybe touched up in the noggin murdoch was my guy and then they had murdoch. to knock out mr t to get him to fly or <laughs> just everything you know i love the gold chains and everything the clash of personalities and they always got the bad guys in the end the uh, body count but who gave them up. the authority you know, where'd you they get need, their money? You were on a need-to-know basis, and we didn't need to know. I mean, who funded this crap? The American government. It was That was the thing. Anyway, on this date, 1983, I know where I was not, and I was I was watching that. I got to say, close second, Airwolf. I don't know Airwolf. I, I, I didn't get that one either. Is that like, like Iron Eagle was to Top Gun? Kind of. <laughs> it's like for Airwolf, by what authority are you shooting rockets in Iowa? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but uh, so anyway. It doesn't strain that, credulity. That's my problem with my questions uh, and uh, the the whole thing. Um, you really buried the lead in the tension uh, on this one, I got to say, Producer Greg. Okay. Cutting, cutting the Dixville notch counts down to vote five and six yeah uh, you, you, we lost Emma, out on can you hear me i can hear you the votes are being counted we got four for nikki haley so far two more to go stand by she's definitely won the majority here already the next ballot is being opened and wow that's five for Nikki Haley. Is it going to be six for six? Feels like we're at a sport game. It, it, it felt total. I don't want to reduce it to being a sport game, but it really did feel like a sport game. I love sport and, games. And by the way, in, in bouncy sport game overnight, something that apparently hasn't happened in 50 years, something, but some, uh, that MBID guy, or MBID, uh, E-M-B-I-I-D, he scored 70 points. So what, though? Nobody played defense in that league anymore. I know. It's Games a, are like 183 to 172. Just watching a highlight was boring when I saw them, and they said, scored 70 points. It's like, that should be every night one exactly. guy should. 
You have a free lane to the key, and you could take four steps to get there without dribbling. You should be scoring 90 points a game. I know. And th- this year, that wasn't at some point, it was a game that was like 161 to 158 or yeah, something. it's bonkers. But anyway, one claim that Biden keeps making is that billionaires pay 8% in taxes. Uh, not really. Even the Washington Post is pointing this out. Um, and, and this is this is really funny. Um, the top 400 wealthiest taxpayers pay two percent of the federal income taxes of the United States of America. 400 people. And I mean, in, in other words, if they move to Liechtenstein, uh, then they don't pay federal taxes. And this is this is sort of the the California uh, flaw that Schwarzenegger used to point out that uh, 49% of the states, because of income taxes in states, uh, in California, 49% of the state revenue was paid by less than 200 people. And so all it took was a handful of them to say, I've had it with this crap and move out, and you affect the state budget. And that's why you get idiots who can't do math, who last year, like Gavin Newsom, last year say $100 billion surplus, and this year, $68 billion deficit. $168 billion swing in one year. But uh, but anyway, it's not true. Billionaires don't pay 8% in taxes, and uh, it was uh, Bernie that kept saying that without being challenged, and uh, the whole thing. Here, locally... Um, I never heard the term, and I don't think it really works, but have you heard of stealthing? Maybe. And it, it does not involve B2s or F-117s or F-22s or anything. Meanwhile, down at our state government, uh, they're considering a law enforcement ban on hog-tying suspects. This is in the, uh, in the wake of the man- Manuel uh, Ellis uh, death. He died on his stomach after his uh, hands and feet were handcuffed. Big, big, giant, huge piece of graffiti alongside I-5 right by the Tacoma Dome that says, and and the three officers, by the way, after being exonerated, they quit the Tacoma PD. Um, And so this this graffiti is just out of date, frankly. But it's giant, giant letters, fire the pigs that killed Manny, it says. Anyway, I hadn't didn't exist during the trial, but here's here's another. So anyway, they're considering um, that whatever the tactical situation is that, that calls for police to restrain someone by the feet and hands, which can happen. There are between ketamine uh, and bath salts and other stuff that people ingest in their bodies. Uh, you know, the, the the cops get to go home walking normally or, or alive, and some people just need to be detained. Stealthing is, and and I mean the 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 rat's nest of problems here. Uh, this is why some things, not everything, needs a law. Okay, stealthing is the practice or the annoying habit of tearing or removing a condom. Prophylactic, please. Prophylactic. During the intimate act. Oh. And they had women testifying that, you know, when we were, we, I had consensual sex with this chap, but at the end of the event, I saw that uh, his condom had magically torn a hole or it was off or, or whatever. Sheath. And um, you're a bad guy. Okay. You're a bad, bad guy. 
You need to pick up your clothes and go and ghost her or, or she'll ghost you or whatever. But a, I don't know what a law would do. And but anyway, be, because of the uh, well, like, you got to do something uh, that law uh, they're, they're going to this. I don't know if it's made it out of a uh, committee. Well, talk about the definition of a he said, she said. Though. I know. I mean, who's and, and there is. And by it? the way, there is a president in the state. Uh, you know, that that is a type of evidence. Um, because you could extend that to sexual assault uh, or something. But anyway, they're debating stealthing. I just I, – the, the name doesn't uh, doesn't work uh, for me. Uh, great opinion piece in today's Washington Post. Uh, because if, if you've lost track of all the various uh, legal interactions that, that Trump is dealing with, and he'll be back in that sentence phase of the E. e. Jean Carroll defamation thing tomorrow. But the other one is Fulton County, and that's the election interference uh, one that's being run by the elected county prosecutor, Fonnie Willis. Well, if you haven't been following this, um, there is – because you, you asked for a gigantic bright spotlight on you. You got it. She hired as one of her co-prosecutors a boyfriend at 600-plus, 600,000 and change uh, a year. And Ruth Marcus, the columnist, says, as legal matter, the allegations about a romantic relationship between Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis and the chief prosecutor in the election interference case against Donald Trump are irrelevant. Even if all the claims are true, they wouldn't imperil the prosecution or justify dismissing the indictment as one of Trump's co-defendants is seeking. As a question of atmospherics, though, the situation is a disaster, an unexpected gift to Trump that he will exploit not only to discredit the Georgia prosecution, but also to augment his broader claims of being unfairly persecuted. And by the way, the jury will find out about it. They're already watching it in in uh, that part of Georgia. Uh, and does it go to uh, her judgment? Well, well, yeah. And we all get to judge that. And uh, so, and 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 if you think that. You know, what Trump is doing with E. Jean Carroll and with uh, the the New York, that Manhattan, New York Attorney General uh, case, that's warm-up. That is nothing but warm-up and practice for when the Georgia case gets closer, gets a jury selection, the whole thing. Let me tell you all about jury selection. Um, but... Uh, uh, no, the 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 uh, the optics, as as she calls them, the atmospherics of uh, hiring someone she was seeing while he was being divorced, while he was finishing up a divorce, hiring that guy and claiming, oh no, it was just because he's a great litigator. Is that what, is that what the kids are calling it these days? Uh, anyway, back in a second, we'll uh, do a check of local headlines and more stuff. I am seven seventy KTTH.
KTTH. Boy, Gary Ridgway is a real afterthought. Not a name you've heard uh, recently, but the last unidentified victim has been identified. Uh, and with that, you bring out all the old B-roll from the... Uh, the the legal plea and the whole thing, and you're reminded what a dirtbag the guy was on that. Uh, and so the uh, victim, uh, and and also all, all the old all the old footage of uh, two thousand way back in two thousand three. Well, I didn't even know they had video cameras back then. But A chilling discovery of human bones decades ago, now identified as the last unknown remains connected to the Green River killer, Gary Ridgway. For the guy with Weed Whacker. King County Prosecuting Attorney's Office. It's a crucial step to help bring closure to the family of one more victim, Tammy Lyles. What it means is that nobody gave up on this victim. Over the years, Como News covered Ridgeway's emotionless admission as to why he killed dozens of women. And this is during his interrogation, where he's not, uh, I guess the word isn't bragging, but he's, he's, he's reasoning, uh, he's coming up with a rationale for why he preyed on prostitutes on airport way is doing you guys a favor killing killing prostitutes here you guys can't control them but i can Como's so i mean that that is what he said like well then leave by any exit you wish uh, he's he's being interrogated by king county detectives and sheriff uh, dave reichert um and uh, see he saw himself as a bit of a bit of a garbage man let's um, not forget that. Uh, why they found a lot of these bodies or why Gary Ridgway disclosed where he had buried them because he was trying to avoid the death penalty, which yeah, would no longer be on the table anymore for a killer in Washington so State. So that's why he, he gets 49 LWOPs. He gets 49 life without paroles, um, and they're running concurrently. I mean, he only has one life, which is a, a shame. On that, but uh, so so anyway, um, and 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 also, you know, he he pled to the ones they found, and uh, he he was so twisted. It's the kind of thing that you don't wake up when you're 35 and go, oh, I'm going to start picking up prostitutes and killing them and dropping them off at Rattlesnake Mountain. Um, I I I mean, like like did you, did you watch that really oddly disturbing uh, Dahmer thing on HBO? Heck to the no. I wish I hadn't gone past episode two. I'm like, okay, he's the people are fascinated by that kind of purring. Yeah, but stuff that stuff as entertainment is kind of sickening to yeah, me. Yeah, it, it really is. And um, unless it's the Killers of the Flower Moon, which I hardly endorse. Well, yeah, but uh, there's no, uh, I don't want to get into the graphic acts of Jeffrey Dahmer, but yeah. that is not akin to Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, so, um, Meanwhile, back at Gary Ridgway, there's a recent picture of him, and luckily it looks like Walla Walla has not been easy on him. Um, I mean, he's not, like, covered in scars and stitches and stuff, but, I mean, he's he's old. But he he was old when he was, when he was, uh, when he came to our attention um, and uh, and that whole thing. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll soon be rid of him. Killing, killing prostitutes here, you guys can't control. Killing, killing prostitutes. Doing you a favor. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. And I, I just, he, he is uh, exhibit D that it's like I say, you don't wake up and become a serial killer. It's been something you've been developing all your life. And I'd, I'd, I'd put a, uh, an air tag on his offspring. I mean, nothing personal. Does he have offspring? He, I thought, it, yeah, he does. I want to say he has a son because there was a, 
when one of in in his pleading, he described uh, because remember my my seven a.m. rule. We're right in the middle of it. Um, he described something that no human being should know about, and that he took his son on the excursion, uh, but he made his son stay in the car. Okay, got it. Because some lines he won't cross. Meanwhile, at uh, don't put air tags in people's cars or search your car. Uh, Renton police are warning about stalkers using Apple air tags to keep track of their victims because you do. And 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 you're you're in that ecosystem. I don't mean I stalker, am. but I mean the Apple yeah. ecosystem. Are the air tags are they battery powered? How do they They're track? battery powered, and I'd say they last about a year, year and a half. Really? Yeah. And so here's the thing, though. The protection. That has misuse written all over it. It does, but there is a protection mechanism built into the system, and that is if, say, someone sticks an air tag on your car, right? Someone a, sticks an air tag on your car, right? Little adhesive on there, puts it underneath the hood or whatever. As they're doing. Um, if you're around that air tag, you will get pinged on your phone, and it'll say, hey, there's an air tag in your area, seems to be following you around. Is this yours? And so it knows whether or not you're being tracked, and then it alerts you if it's not your air tag. But is it only Apple that can track an air tag or is there is there an app i believe so that I think normal people can get yeah you have to be in the ecosystem run police said two recent cases involving a dv a domestic violence situation and the other was an employer following a former employee uh, in each case an air tag was placed in their car to follow their movements i can um i, I don't know if you're violating any laws on, on that but i gotta say if if, if you have reason to suspect a former employee is not going to be a nice guy and maybe you have a TRO uh, on them, then I, I can I can see that. Now, as far as uh, the the DV thing, if you're in a contentious separation, have an expert search your car once a month, you know, or or whatever. But you you're this is so easy to follow someone. Um, if it's like a, a infidelity situation or something like mm -hmm. that, your car is going to be followed. Well, and I guess where the protection doesn't hold up is if you're in the Android ecosystem and someone with an AirTag puts the AirTag on your car, you leave your house, and then it tells the bad guys that no one's at the home because the AirTag is clearly yeah. you know, 20 minutes away, and then it gives them free reign to your property. If you were traveling with them and the owner isn't there, you're going to get an alert on your phone, and it's going to say that an AirTag or someone is moving with you. Uh, this is a communications manager for Renton PD, uh, Megan Black. She says, uh, people said it's concerning that something designed to help people track their valuables is being used for something malicious. Uh, please. Yeah, that's the first question in developing a device or software is how can we miss, how can this be misused? Or a government. Or used for <laughs> adult uh, output or whatever. Because like one third of the internet is for, you know, prurient adults who are doing stuff. And I, I got to say my, my one pro tip is if you are driving your car to a long-term parking because you're going on vacation, don't announce when you're going to be back. If they say we need to know, you know, so, you know, when to park it or where to park it, just tell them uh, we're going to be back tomorrow. M make it their problem. Because a friend of mine in a nice car with his wife and two kids put their car in a long-term storage at LAX and he, and he said, yeah, we're not going to be back for two weeks. So when they did get home, everything had been meticulously not not ransacked, but 
deliberately with power screwdrivers taken off the wall, big screens, you name it, everything was, it looked like a mover went in and took care to loot the house. And that's what the neighbors said. It looked like uh, you guys were getting new stuff and or moving or something. And, the, you know, that's why there wasn't, there wasn't like 3 a.m. chainsaws going on in their house. They were very deliberately, of course, with hoodies and everything, taking their stuff uh, out of the house. So I have a question for you involving uh, cops and robbers. Lately, when I've been leaving my house for work in the pitch black, the wee hours of the early morn, uh, I've been noticing this car driving around my neighborhood kind of just circling. It doesn't look like they have any destination in mind. And so sometimes I've been a little late for work because I'm worried that this person is, what's the term, casing? Nefarious. Casing the area, looking for, and I'm like, do I call 911 about this? I mean, they haven't done anything, but who is driving around at this hour of the morning, very slow at like five miles an hour, and taking turns down random cul-de-sacs and then turning around? People looking to rob your crap. Okay, that's, so that's, that's who's doing it. So I don't know if there's anybody on the text line or anybody in law enforcement. Should I be calling the authorities about this person? And say, I hey, I'd take a picture of the car uh, or try to get a uh, try to get a hold of the license plate. And uh, do you live in a ring doorbell sort of neighborhood? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, th- those are I I I would understand if uh, if your insurance required you if you had a home insurance uh, uh, homeowner's policy if your insurance requires you to have that. Uh, I wouldn't blame them uh, on on that, but I mean, yeah, if someone if a car unknown to you is driving around slowly, not going anywhere, they're watching for people leaving, right? Because uh, in Renton, if you leave at four a.m., you're going to go, you know, uh, it's not a quick five minute trip to the grocery store and back. Miss manufacture at some thirty seven or something, <laughs> and and um, yeah, I I and also like in my neighborhood. Any car besides me is suspicious. Everybody knows that. And everybody knows it's a cul-de-sac road, mile long. Everyone knows everyone else's dog and everyone else's car. And if we ever see a different car, then we know something is up. And <clears throat> this is this is not a neighborhood where you want to break in unannounced. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, all right. Well, uh, check our local headlines here on A-Team Day 2024. Thir- so 31 years ago? Is that right? Yeah, 1983. Three, uh, 31 years ago, the A-Team debuted, and I still have yet to see... I know the premise of it, but I've yet to see an episode. This all looks so stupid. So I'll save myself uh, that. Um, and uh, check in on that polar vortex, which is coming our way. And is it civil war on the southern border? The Supreme Court has said that the state of Texas has to let Border Patrol... Cut the razor wire. Is that the Fort Sumter of 2024, as some say, or is it just the Supreme Court saying that Border Patrol uh, controls the border? And Texas is a state, not a country. AM 770 KTTH.